Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and today we're back on Zoom. We have co-host Aaron Keller here, and then we're joined by Michelle Lopez out of our southern region, Nicole Hamlin out of our eastern region, and Julie Bless out of our headquarters here in western Nevada. And we thought it was a great opportunity to bring all of you on because you are our volunteer coordinators and it's volunteer month. And a lot of people don't realize the role our volunteers play here at Endow. So I'll just go ahead and open it up. Um, Nicole, I'll start with you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? So you do our Eastern Nevada volunteer. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I'm the volunteer coordinator out of the Elko office, um, but I do coordinate for the entire eastern region, um, which is a pretty big chunk of the state. So we might have projects right here in Elko, down to Ely, um, up through Wells. That even includes Battle Mountain. Nice. And then Michelle, where all do you cover then? So I am down in the southern region um, out of the Las Vegas office, but we have projects all over the southern part of the state. We might be in the Amargosa Valley, Beatty. Um, we're all over the place, especially when it comes down to like our guzzler builds. We get folks out and about all over Nevada. Got it. And then Julie does all of our western region and beyond also. <laughs> um, so does one of you want to just introduce people to the volunteer program and what it is exactly? Yeah, so at Endow, we use volunteers in almost all of our divisions, um, which is a really cool thing because I would say the most exciting thing about volunteering for Endow is that our volunteers are so excited to work on these projects because we can usually find something that's tailored to their interest, um, that they're really passionate about. So we can, in our habitat division, if you're really interested in building a guzzler, providing water for wildlife, or um, planting seedlings, restoring habitat, or let's say you're really into fish, you can hang out with our fisheries biologists, game fish, native fish, that kind of thing, on and on through game, through wildlife diversity, um, and even sometimes in law enforcement. So we really have a wide range of avenues for people to take advantage of. It really is awesome too, how you said that they're so passionate about what they do. Um, every time I see a volunteer in our building, I'm like, who are you? I haven't met you yet thinking there's someone who works here because they're just so into what they do. And I do agree with you. I think that's a lot of because of how you're able to tailor the volunteer opportunity almost to the person who's seeking the opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that kind of is mirrored in our staff. And that's why we get along so well with our volunteers, because we love what we do. And then people love it so much that they're doing it on their own time to help us out as well. Exactly. And then even when you take a look at our opportunities, it is crazy just how many there are in the different variety of opportunities. Yeah, the variety. Um, 
will change from region to region, but even within the region, you can really get your foot in the door on a lot of different projects. Um, speaking of region to region and variety, there's also a large um, geographic area to cover. So just the variety and places that you'll go in Nevada, places you'll discover, explore, let alone the wildlife or habitats you'll be working on in those areas really um, opens up a lot of people's horizons. And then um, does one of you just want to explain how important this is? Like, not only do we have this awesome opportunity for the public to join in on our efforts, our wildlife conservation efforts, but it's also critical to our agency and what we do. Yeah, volunteers are incredibly beneficial to us. They are working hand in hand with our biologists and our educators out in the field to help pull off all of the work we do from work in the mountains, on the lakes, to in the classrooms, um, doing school events with the public and all over across the board. And like you guys were talking about earlier in terms of like staff and our volunteers, volunteering is a great way to kind of get your foot in the door too. A lot of our now full-time staff, Nicole included, um, started off as a volunteer and kind of worked their way over to end out. So it's a great way to do some career exploration while you're at it too. That's true. Nicole, what was your favorite volunteer opportunity that really made you want to work here? I started volunteering um, on the education side of things, and we'll kind of go into that. We have two types of volunteers here at Endow. Um, we'll go into that a little bit later. But yeah, I started off as a education volunteer and just watching people be exposed to new topics or learn something that's kind of been right under their nose their whole time. I grew up in Southern Nevada um, and amazingly, now that I work here, realizing how little I knew about what was going on around me as far as natural resources go, that's what really drew me in. Once I started teaching kids in Southern Nevada, a kid like myself from Southern Nevada, um, just seeing, you know, how it brightened them up or just that aha moment that's what really got me into it and then once I started I got to work with the biologist a little bit on our kind of second part of volunteering and that's just fun you know you can find something fun to do out in the field with them all the time yeah so even if you just have an interest in wildlife you could you should check out our volunteer opportunities there may be something you didn't even realize we had and then it ends up being something you're very passionate about yeah, um, when, we go, when we go to career fairs and um, things like that, we'll get the question like, how do I get started with the Department of Wildlife? You know, I really want to do, I, re I really want your job or I really, you know, want to be a wildlife veterinarian or whatever it is. And we always say the first step is to become a volunteer and just get in and meet people and kind of learn about the department and where you think you'd fit because you might want to be a fisheries biologist now, but you get in and find out that, you know, bighorn sheep are really cool and you might want to do that for the rest of your career. Um, or you might get in and, and decide that you want to enforce wildlife laws to, you know, go after poachers. And so you're going to be a, a game warden. And uh, so the first thing is to get in and volunteer. And like um, Michelle and Nicole have said, like, there's tons of different things that we could plug you into. And um it's it's in the department's strategic plan to get more people into the outdoors and to get more people volunteering with the department so they can get hands-on um, experience with all the different things we do. 
and then on top of that, so it's an awesome experience, but then um, it, we, number one, we couldn't do a lot of the projects we do without volunteers. And then could one of you explain the match process? Yeah, so um, like you said, one, it's great experience for the volunteer. Two, it helps us get our projects done. But three, it volunteers are incredibly valuable to our department to continue this kind of conservation work. So um, our volunteer hours and our miles, we get a monetary match for that time and mileage that they're putting into each project. Um, so it's a federal in-kind match that goes back to a lot of our wildlife grants and um, for, it's, it's pretty valuable. And this is why we take our volunteer projects so seriously. This is why Michelle, Julie, and I really take the time to collect those hours appropriately and their miles. Because when we report this information, all of this hard work and time that people have put in, when we report it appropriately, we're receiving this match. Um, right now, I'll tell you that a project volunteer, let's say you go help out on a fisheries project or a bighorn sheep project, your one hour of your time is worth $36.36 um, matched back to our department. And that alone is, we couldn't, we couldn't do what we're doing without that. Exactly. And I mean, these are like day long projects or more than a day long projects at times. So that's why, like you said, you guys are so adamant about getting those volunteer hours long because that's a lot of money helping fund conservation work. Um, and then should we next go into just how, I mean, we have three of you here. Should we go into how it's all split up into three regions? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, Michelle, do you want to go first for Southern Region? Yeah, so down in the Southern Region, I work out of the Vegas office, um, but like we chatted about earlier, we're split into our three regions, and Nicole's out of the Eastern Region, and Julie's out of the Western Region, so depending on where you are in the state, you'll have a volunteer coordinator who's able to help you, match you with whatever interests you have um, in terms of volunteering with our department. But the three of us work pretty closely too. So if you can't get a hold of one of us, reach out to another one. We'll get back to you. We'll help you out um, in turn for helping us out. So down here in the southern region, we have the Amargosa Valley BioBlitz Bio Blitz this weekend. And it is a pretty big volunteer citizen science event. Um, and after that, we'll be having a Willow Beach River cleanup with our fisheries division. And just the next weekend after that, we'll be doing a guzzler build out in the Bear Mountains. So tons of ways to get involved down here in Southern Nevada. Nice. Let's move to the Western. Julie, what do you have going on? Uh, we have a couple guzzlers coming up. So there is a guzzler coming up on April 29th that we are always looking for help for. And that's a two day project. It'll be, I believe it's the 28th and the 29th. It's the whole weekend. Um, but those are super fun projects to get out on, people camp out. Um, so we've got that on the 29th. Then we've got another guzzler coming up on July 17th and May 20th. Um, and those are all up on our website. If you go to endow.org, it's under Get Involved. And if you scroll down, it says Look for Volunteer Opportunities. And then if you scroll all the way down, that's where Events, there's an Events tab and an Opportunities tab. And I highly suggest anyone interested go and do that because it's gonna prompt you to sign up and make an account right away. You really can't see details 
of those projects without creating an account. And that means you have to do less paperwork when you show up to a project. Um, and then we also have shorebird surveys coming up. And this is something um, that requires extra training. So if that's something that people are interested in, they should get signed up, look at what the contact is on there. So a lot of people sign up for projects and uh, then they never contact anyone. And there is every single project has a contact on there. You have to contact someone. We're not going to contact you first. You need to contact us because <laughs> we have 10,000 volunteer accounts. We can't keep track. You got to reach out to us. That's a lot of really good information. And I want to take a second to say, um, Michelle, you talked about toad surveys. Julie, you're talking about guzzler bills, shorebird surveys. So it goes to show just the variety of different projects. And we haven't hit Eastern region yet, but we will do that right after this quick break and get into some more volunteer opportunities. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, we were talking all about our volunteer program and explaining some of the opportunities we have around the state. And we left off, we talked about Southern Nevada, Western Nevada, and I cut off poor Nicole before she could tell us about her Eastern region volunteer opportunities. So Nicole, what do you have going on over there? I'll start like the others with our upcoming Guzzler build. Um, so that's kind of a good example of something that does happen across the state. Um, it definitely happens in different frequencies though. So for Eastern Nevada, we just have the one volunteer guzzler build a year, whereas you heard Southern region and Western region definitely have more, um, but that makes ours all the more exciting and we get quite a good turnout. It's on June 17th this year. That's a Saturday, but it is a Friday through Sunday project if you want it to be. We have a big base camp. We partner with Elko Bighorns Unlimited. We do meals Friday night through Sunday morning. We caravan up to the build site, um, and it's a really good project just to come out for Father's Day weekend, bring your family out, do some hard work with your dad, and join us out there. Uh, this year, it is in the Butte Mountains, so for those of you who are, are kind of familiar with Eastern Region, off the 93 there between Ely and Elko, we're kind of going to be right in the middle. So whether you're from Ely or whether you're from the Elko area, um, it's a good project for both of those areas to kind of meet up at. Okay. Yeah. And then this one is also kind of towing the border. It's a project I just got word of. This is going to be kind of midway between Eastern and Western region. So this is a crappie habitat improvement project at Rye Patch Reservoir. So that is Saturday, May 20th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And this is actually at the Rye Patch State Recreation Area. So you'll be joining our fisheries biologists to build brush pile brush piles with the intention of improving crappie habitat for spawning and then just escape cover. So this is actually a really good family project, pretty close to the Lovelock, Winnemucca area um, or Battle Mountain if you're coming from the other way. So that's something that's coming up relatively soon. Okay, and then so Julie had explained earlier, if you are interested in one of these, you actually need to contact someone. Correct. Right. 
Yeah. The first step is finding the contact on the project. Yeah. And like Julie said, all of these projects are listed um, on our volunteer website, um, which we can put the link into the podcast notes for you guys for that. Um, But also another easy way, most of these projects, if you go on just endow.org and scroll down the main page to our calendar, a lot of these projects are linked to the calendar as well. And you can click on those and it'll give you more information. But yes, there's always a contact. The contact will vary. Um, At the very least, reach out to the regional coordinator, Michelle, Julie, or I, and we'll direct you to the contact if it isn't us. Um, But yeah, you have to take that first step to find out what comes next. Okay. And then, um, like you said, there's there's volunteers and or volunteer opportunities in every region. You have one in Eastern Region, a Guzzler build. We have tons of Guzzler builds in some of the other regions. Um, there's just different happenings all over the state. And then on top of that, they're also not only is it divided between the regions, but they're also divided between education and conservation. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, yeah, we divide it up into two kinds of volunteers. So um, we'll call the one kind of the majority we've been talking about so far have been wildlife or project volunteers, where you're typically working out in the field, working hands on with a biologist with one of our divisions. So habitat, fisheries, game, that kind of thing. Um, Whereas the other side of it would be a conservation education division volunteer, where you're a volunteer instructor for some of our education programs. Um, So that is broken up into hunter education, archery education, shooting sports, um, aquatic and angler education, and then wildlife education. So these programs all vary within themselves. um, And maybe I'll let Julie or Michelle jump into if you want to talk about a particular program, but each program is pretty unique in how we use those volunteers. Got it. Michelle, oh, I saw you come off mute. (laughs) (laughs) Down here in the southern region, um, like Nicole mentioned, we have all across all the regions, we're kind of duplicated for all the positions. So our hunter ed folks, a lot of those guys are instructing a group of students on hunter safety. Um, and they also are helping educate the public on how to shoot recreationally and safely. Um, And we're picking up some archery classes all around the state as well. And we have introduction to fishing classes, introduction to fly fishing. And on the wildlife side of things, we have bat walks, um, just wildlife walks, kind of guided hikes all across the state. And those instructors and the coordinators themselves are great when you're interested in volunteering you don't necessarily need to have a strong background in whatever you'd like to participate in. Our coordinators are very patient and they're very good educators. They'll train you beforehand. They'll train you on the spot. They'll make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing before we let you loose and lead your own program. Yeah, and obviously our we've been talking about the importance of volunteers and how great it is to have volunteers, how critical it is. But as you're talking, I'm like, kudos to the three of you, because my mind's spinning almost with all the volunteer opportunities we have on the education side. Then we have the project side, which covers all of our seven divisions. So I have to give you guys a shout out. <laughs> I feel like what you're saying goes to show the variety of opportunities we have. Nicole, I saw you come off mute. Yeah, I was going to say with that variety and kind of even just the variety within our 
volunteer instructors within our education division. We are always, always recruiting for those positions. And you don't have to be an expert. You just have to have some sort of interest in the program. We're here to help you, to guide you, to train you. Um, and we'll give you, like Michelle said, all the tools, all the training necessary to do so, but don't be afraid to reach out and say, I like owls. Maybe I wanna teach people about owls. Great, we can come up with a presentation about owls. We have presentations about owls. So that's the cool part about it. We can tailor it to your interest, to your passion, because we are grateful for you helping us. We want you to stick around. Um, so that's, if you're interested, please reach out. Southern Region's done a really great job um, expanding the hunter education instructors into what we're calling advanced hunter education that's going so far as to Dutch oven cooking. So now they have an awesome new Dutch oven set up um, where volunteers can come and cook a meal, let people sample stuff. Um, the possibilities are honestly endless. Yeah, and it's if something interests you in the outdoors, that's our whole goal. We're trying to connect people to the outdoors. If you're interested in that, I bet there's a group of other people who are interested in that. So, yeah, and I wanted to piggyback off of that too with something that was mentioned in the first half is people that are looking to get their foot in the door. Being an instructor is like top tier. Like being on projects is fine. But someone who is able, like a biologist that has a biologist background, but has experience communicating to people is going to set you way huge apart. And I think sometimes education and being an instructor is not the first in people's minds, but it's such a huge skill being able to connect to people and being able to communicate with people. Um, and our volunteers, our instructor volunteers that help us with education stuff do a lot of different things. So um, I definitely push people to be instructors before helping out on projects if they're interested in the field because it's gonna look really, really, really good on a resume. <clears throat> and on that note, we have our instructor academy yeah. coming up. Who wants to take that, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. That's, um, it's our annual instructor training. We hold um, usually around May every year. We've moved it, I think next year is actually gonna be in July, but we rotate it around the state. Um, so this year's in Western region, in the Western Nevada. Um, we're gonna be down at the Walker River, East Walker River Recreation Area. Um, and then next year, uh, we're gonna be in Eastern region over in Little Isle Canyon. And that's basically just a kind of a rendezvous. We do a bunch of training for our educators there. We um, cross train into other programs for instructors that are kind of, you know, wanting to learn a little bit more about what the department does. Um, we have a lot of fun, we eat great food. Um, we usually try and have it be a camp out or a camping kind of setting. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a blast. People come from all over the state um, you get to see your old friends, you get to see and meet other volunteers, other staff members. Um, we have guest speakers, uh, we have competitions, we have all sorts of stuff for, for um, instructors to take part in and uh, also learn about programs. So. And then on that note, does anyone want to say anything else? Because I really want to get into what's next if you want to volunteer. But any other volunteer opportunities people should be aware of before we move on? I think we're good. Oh, I, Well, I would just like to throw out that um, it's a great time of year 
for to get involved in education. Um, Hunter education classes are going almost every day. Um, big game application season is open. You know, the application period is open. And then also fishing is ramping up around the state. Um, so it's getting nicer out. So everybody wants to go on a nature hike or a nature walk, um, birding, things like that. So we have all sorts of events going on that include or our education type events. So if you're interested in that, um, reach out now and we'll plug you in immediately. So. Yeah, I just would follow up with Aaron. I was going to say the same thing, especially after this winter we've had, we've had a lot of downtime, not just on education projects, but our project volunteers out in the field helping biologists. A lot of things have been delayed. There's still access issues, but we are starting to see that melt off. We are finally going to be able to get out there a little bit more. So, um, bear with us as we start to get those projects put on the calendar. If you don't see something that you want to see, again, never hesitate to reach out. There's always stuff going on. And sometimes when we recruit, we don't recruit necessarily from a huge blast platform to all 10,000 of the volunteers. Sometimes we have to do things quickly, last minute, and looking for, you know, people we can just call up and be like, hey, can, can you do this? So, that kind of stuff happens. So reach out, be proactive, reach out beforehand, get on one of our lists before then so that we can plug you in um, as things start rolling this spring and summer. That's a great point, Nicole, too. For our project volunteers, there's a wide range of people that we're looking for. Some of our projects are super family friendly. Um, you could get to the project in a Prius but some are the complete opposite. You absolutely need a four by four vehicle that is your own personal vehicle. Uh, you need to have some sort of experience with identifying some sort of animal and data collection. And we do train people, but there are certain projects where we are looking for a very specific set of skills. Um, and I think sometimes we get contacted a lot with, anytime we put a project up that has an animal in it, People think they're gonna to be touching the animal or in very, very close proximity. And the reality is, is our, that's that's not good wildlife science. We don't wanna to be touching animals. It's usually IDing the animal and recording data from a distance. And uh, so just to put that out there too, because we get overly contacted about some certain projects with those keywords. Um, and not every project is right for everyone, but if you go to our website, there are good descriptions, read through them, see if it's a good fit. If you're not sure, contact the person that's listed and they'll let you know if you're a good fit or not for the project. Okay, and we just have a couple seconds left, but um, so right now, if someone's listening to this podcast, where should they go? What's the first step they should take? They should go to endow.org, go to that Get Involved page, and that has our wildlife volunteers. It also has where you can report your time and how you can become an outdoor education instructor. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I feel like we talked about so much that we really haven't, we've talked about volunteer opportunities on podcasts before, but we haven't really got into how it's all separated up and the different, the variety of opportunities we have. So I appreciate all of you coming on, joining us on Zoom. And thank you everyone for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>